his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Vaccination mandate for the general public? You're not my real dad. This is The Back Brief. Got myself a Moscow mule here, ready to ruminate over the news of this week. El Presidente has called for new sweeping mandates for the general public. Soft vets are mad at Tim Kennedy, and the 20th anniversary of 9-11 has hit us all like a tidal wave of lemon juice and concertina wire. Oh, boy. I'm Rod Rodriguez. President Biden unveiled new federal vaccine requirements that could affect as many as 100 million Americans in the private sector. As he and the White House attempt to curb the spread of the super ultra COVID-19 Delta variant turbo edition or whatever it is called today. Quote, we've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin and your refusal has cost us all. Biden said, directing his comments to the unvaccinated population, he continued uh, refusal is futile as a Borg cube teleported him to safety. But listen. Uh, The message from the White House is clear. Enough is enough. No more playing Mr. Nice Guy or whatever. The gloves are off or, you know, substitute whatever tough guy uh, quote you want to throw in there. When federal employees and military service members were mandated to take the vaccine, I thought, okay, this is a different animal. DOD members know the score. They Take orders, they take oaths. Part of it is, you know, the vaccine thing. Ask any veteran and they'll tell you if they got more needle time than Philip Seymour Hoffman. Doing stuff you don't want to do kind of comes with the territory. Now we're talking about something different. We're talking about the federal government telling business owners what they will and will not do. Now I get that the government already does that with taxes, laws, regulations, but damn it, I'm pro-choice here. I should have the choice of whether my company will require its employees to be vaccinated or not. Look, federal government, listen, you think your patience is wearing thin? You waited 10 years after we killed Osama bin Laden to pull us out of Afghanistan. Trust me, our patience is worn out too, but All you needed to do was build some trust with us, the American people, in regards to COVID and not make the disease some political platform. But you couldn't do just that. You, the elected officials in Washington, couldn't get your acts together long enough to figure out how to reach 
the people with some simple messaging. Does anyone remember who our Surgeon General was during the pandemic? Seriously, what's that guy's name? The last one you can probably name is C. Everett Koop, and you might remember him as the old evil-looking scientist guy in the white Navy-looking uniform. That guy, C. Everett Koop, that guy died in 2013. You probably can't name one Surgeon General since C. Everett Koop. Jerome Adams took the job in 2017. He became the head of the COVID-19 task force in 2020 and then quietly disappeared into the background of the Trump administration after downplaying the disease, even going so far as to suggest that wearing a mask could increase your chances of getting COVID. Don't ask me how the hell that works, but it was put out there. Uh, apparently, so is, you know, UV light in your blood and you know, other stuff. The early days of COVID were insane with everyone in that administration scrambling to make it all go away. They basically closed their eyes and pretended that if they didn't see COVID, COVID couldn't see them. The whole time, Adams hung back in the cut while Fauci got propped up as America's physician just long enough for the same administration that did the propping up. To cut him down. And now he's some back alley abortion doctor while the far left proclaims him a martyr and the far right paints him as the possible coming of the Antichrist in the literal sense of the term. America was left to look it up and do their own research. Do you know how absolutely batshit crazy it is to leave a country of citizens to do their own medical research with nothing more than the Internet and their family doctor? Who, by the way, probably isn't read up on the brand new disease killing folks because it's literally brand new. It's not because he's stupid. It's because it's not his job. He's a family doctor. He's there to patch you up when you scrape your knee, break an arm, not when you have a brand new virus that is sweeping the world, killing people. So then, of course, the crazy people with political agendas lead the charge of what to think because you are elected officials. You let them. You let the crazies run the asylum. And now you want to play the frustrated parent? I told you to get your shots. Why didn't you listen to me? Well, maybe it's because up until now, you've been more like a deadbeat dad than a real authority figure. You basically only show up to ask me for money. But when I need any real guidance, you yell at me. You give me half-baked info or at best, you distract me with a war. Then you wonder why we don't trust you. Listen, I was having a conversation just the other day with some fellow vets about why the far right and far left get all the coverage. Why do people listen to them more than they listen to, say, moderates? It's because moderates don't seem moderate. They seem boring, lazy, weak. 
Moderates were like, well, you know, science is a process and it can be real slow. We need to give the process a chance. They're basically the moms telling Sir Deadbeat Dad isn't all that bad. But then he doesn't pick us up on her birthday like he promised. And mom's left holding bag like, well, maybe he got hung up at work. Moderates suck at messaging. They suck at taking any real stance. And I consider myself a moderate. But quickly, we're seeing where that gets us. It gets us to everyday citizens being forced to do something that directly affects their health with little to no guidance. Yes, schools demand vaccination records. I got it. But can we also not agree that or maybe can we also agree that if we give the government one inch, they will take your whole paycheck? I don't believe the government should tell me. That I have to bake a cake for a gay couple, a hetero couple, or even bake a cake for myself. Much less what my business should be doing about vaccinating employees. The mandate will require large companies to require vaccinations of its employees or weekly testing for those who are unvaccinated. Large companies, we're talking about 100 or more employees. But let me tell you, I'll be very interested in seeing how... This all gets judged because when those PPP loans, those uh, loans for uh, small businesses to stay afloat. Well, let me tell you, some of these large companies found ways to look like a small business and they might be doing it again. But not following these rules will carry a penalty of around $14,000 per violation. So if you're a small company and you barely got 100 employees. $14,000 per violation. It sounds like the government found a way to get back at stimulus money, like a speed trap a city puts up to pay for the new park benches. Oh, and companies have to pay for the time off for those getting vaccinated. So businesses who weren't already suffering from COVID get another shot at getting shut down. And its employees could be left trying to figure out what the hell to do. But hey, if you're not getting a vaccination, then you're stupid, right? Or you're just taking a political stance. You're one of the crazy people. Let me ask you something. How many times in the last 20 years has the government literally lied to you? Seriously, think about that. Count the lies you've been told from your elected officials, from your presidents, from your local leaders. Count up the lies and then add in a dash of real risk to your health if you have certain conditions and a sprinkling of everywhere you turn there's someone telling you something different these people aren't stupid they're confused and cautious the same public health service telling you about vaccines today is the same service that in 1932 infected 600 black men of Macon, Alabama with syphilis in order to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. If that wasn't bad enough, that same psychotic study didn't end until a whistleblower spilled the beans in 72, 40 years, man, 40 years. But you know, these people are crazy. These folks that are scared about a vaccine, the government is telling me is, is safe. 
Listen, you can't set fire to the house in order to save the folks in it. Try building some trust before you start handing out mandates, because I'm telling you, if you ever wanted to unify the country, this is not how you want to do it. Folks didn't toss tea in a harbor because the taxes were too damn high. They didn't like being told what to do without having some say in it. Their patience was worn thin too. We back after these messages. This week on CBS Ion Veterans, we remember 9-11, and Army veteran Danny Farrar remembers what it was like to be at the Pentagon. They rolled this individual over. His hand rolls over and hits mine. And I saw that his uh, had a, a wedding ring on. And I'm like, man, there's somebody that's that's wishing I didn't carry this load. That's this week on the CBS Ion Veterans Podcast. Tim Kennedy, a Special Forces Reserve Master Sergeant, has been in the news lately as he's been helping uh, evacuate folks out of Afghanistan. Now, his actions have recently come under fire from his own fellow Special Operations Forces, or SOF, veterans for allegedly causing a bit of a traffic jam at one of Kabul Airport's gates. But the real vitriol has been directed at his social media posts that have shown him flying in and out of Kabul, uh, him with some of the evacuees, and one particular picture that shows one of his guys wearing a bag with his sponsor's logo, or I think it's his sponsor's logo. Folks in the veteran and soft veteran world were in an uproar about his selfishness, arrogance, and his possibly compromising OPSEC with pics of him around the airport. So here's the thing. Tim Kennedy didn't go rogue. He did not grab his rifle and plates and run out the door by himself. He went to Afghanistan as part of a team of other like-minded soft vets working with an NGO to get people out. If you follow Tim Kennedy, you know the guy is a social media persona. He's got a, he's got a presence. In fact, I'm pretty sure the organization that brought him onto this evacuation operation knew full well who they were bringing on. I doubt anybody was like, Tim Kennedy has a social media? What? Come on, man. Let's be real, people. If anything, you bring a guy like Tim onto your team, not only for his skill sets, but because he brings attention to your cause. This isn't about being arrogant or being humble. This isn't about presenting uh, a problem through political lenses. This is about presenting a real problem that real people are having, and it's a serious one. Tim Kennedy isn't handing out a sandwich to some homeless guy and then taking a selfie with the dude. This is a real effort, a real dangerous one, by some specially skilled folks to do some good. And what can I say? Haters gonna hate. I don't know if he blocked the gate for hours with a bus full of people. Don't know. I wasn't there. And I've heard conflicting stories. My guess is that the truth lies somewhere in the middle and that the whole situation was a goat rope to begin with. So there might have been a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, or an issue in part because it was happening during the largest humanitarian evacuation in the history of mankind. 
Yeah, I can see something not going according to plan. One of the common criticisms I've been seeing is, what happened to the quiet professional? And yeah, I get that too. But I've also heard, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, or in this case, funding to help more evacuations going and getting attention from the public, who, by the way, all but forgot that we were still in Afghanistan until it was time to leave. Then everybody suddenly knew exactly how to beat the Taliban from the comfort of their DD-214s. Now, I heard the same criticism about SOCOM's podcast, SoftCast, where the senior enlisted leader, CCM, Greg Smith, had a candid conversation with Special Forces Sergeant Major Matt Parrish about the anniversary of 9-11 and how they felt about the withdrawal of Afghanistan or the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now, they got some heat on social media because they had an open discussion about this. My question is, why? Why are they getting any criticism for this? Because they didn't stay in the shadows and whisper all secretly to one another? If they don't say anything, people complain that they're tone deaf, they don't know what's really happening, and that they're being secretive, and maybe they're hiding stuff. If they do say something, they're not being quite professionals. Look, you can't have transparency and all sorts of crazy secrecy at the same time. You, you got to have one or the other. Some things are supposed to be secret. And believe me, these are professionals. They know OPSEC. They're keeping things to themselves. But these conversations are important because you're feeling the same thing. They, they're telling you, we get you. We hear you. You can't want leaders to address issues and not want to hear them at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. Transparency is a good thing. And so is learning that people, even at the highest levels, are people too, struggling with decisions that affect them. This isn't about questioning decisions. That's not what this is. It's about processing the decisions, especially something like leaving Afghanistan. Tim Kennedy is as transparent as they come. I've had the opportunity to talk with him on several occasions, and he is what you get. There's no show there. He's just as intense, kind of weird, but good-hearted as you might expect from his social media. I respect what he and others are doing for the Afghan people. I'm a little worried how that will all turn up, but that's a discussion for another time. The point here is that it's okay for leaders to use social media, podcast, YouTube to talk to you, the public, especially right now. Listen, this 9-11 anniversary is hitting me harder than ever before. It's because it's so close to the withdrawal that we're all still reeling from. They literally just picked up a bunch of other evacuees like two days ago. And now we have to deal with not just any 9-11 anniversary, but the 20th anniversary of 9-11. At the same time, we're watching the Taliban raise their flags over Kabul. And it feels like almost too much. And I know a lot of you are trying to cope with feelings of failure, anger, even betrayal. I'm not about to go into whether our withdrawal 
was the right decision or not. It is what it is, and that's it. But I can, but I, I can tell you the fight isn't over. The fight here at home to keep that goddamn number 22 from turning into 32 or some nonsense. There's a lot of stress right now on our OEF and OIF veterans about the work they did and what was and was not lost. But at the end of the day, what's going to matter is the legacy we leave for our families and our loved ones. Make sure that you don't lose sight of what's really important, and that's the people around you. Afghanistan and Iraq did not disappear. They're still there. And right now, they may be on the periphery of what we have going on, but that could change. We don't know the future. We could be back in there next week. We could be back in there never. Who knows? What is clear is we have to be ready for the next challenge, no matter what it is. From Afghanistan to China to Russia, we have to stay vigilant. Listen, this 9-11, remember the ones we've lost. And it's okay to be angry and hurt. And we don't have to get super political on 9-11. We have 912 for that. In fact, I, I tried not to, to be too political in this podcast. And yeah, I, I'm pretty upset with the vaccine mandate thing and then a couple of other things, but there is definitely room to mourn. There's definitely room to remember. And on the 12th, well, we'll go back to chewing each other's faces off. How about that? Be the best version of you that you can be, folks. Have some patience. I do not believe it's time to draw lines in the sand. I do not believe it's time to start militia groups. Some of you guys on social media, on these Facebook groups and whatnot, some of y'all are going a little too far and it's getting weird. Chill out. We have a system in place. You don't like this president. You don't like this Congress. You don't like your elected officials. You'll vote for a new one. 20 years ago and since, thousands of people have died. We have something to live for. We have changes to make. We can't let another 9-11 happen. And there are still plenty of people out there who need some killing for what they continue to support. That was part of 9-11. ISIS, you're out there. We're going to come get you. Don't worry. It seems like we're all disorganized right now, but don't don't worry. Al-Qaeda, we're coming. Don't worry. It seems like you got away with it, but... We have a habit of finding you. We always have. It's not over, folks. It's not over. Rest in peace to our fallen. And God bless America. 
I'm Rod Rodriguez. This was the Back Brief. Uh, you can find all your veteran news at ConnectingVets.com. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's right. Uh, and make sure you go check out my buddy Phil Briggs. He's got CBS Eye on Veterans. You want some interesting stories? Sometimes they're upbeat. Sometimes they're super serious. But my man Phil Briggs always brings you some great stories. Uh, it is podcast candy for your ears. Go check it out. ConnectingVets.com. I'm out of here. I'm going to drink the rest of my Moscow Mule and call it a night. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.